0: Hey, I'm Allison, host of Fine Cut, a podcast where a guest brings a scene they have strong feelings about. Love, hate, curiosity from any form of media. And then we discuss the heck out of it for 20 minutes. It's a blast. Join us. Hi, everyone. It's Allison. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Fine Cut, the wonderful Tony Farina from Comics in Motion and Indie Comics Spotlight is going to be my first male guest on Fine Cut. Wow. Because he's just that special. In the, in a, in a great way, special. Thank you. Um, I
1: appreciate that. Cody, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you in line, sir.
0: It's okay. He's too slow. <laughs> too slow. Too slow. He had an invitation. Uh,
1: <laughs> he knew so, where to find you.
0: Yeah. He knows where I live. Um <laughs> So Tony, what scene yes. did you pick and why?
1: Oh my God. Well, first I just want to say this show is amazing. Um, I love that you you and at least did the thing from the comic book off the start. I think this is brilliant. So Yeah, we were uh, like, what else could we possibly talk Right. About? I just think it's such a great show. And you having that filmmaker's brain. So I picked a scene, a video, music video, but it's also a scene from a TV show from what I think is the greatest comedy of the last 20 years and maybe the best TV show of the last 20 years. Rachel Bloom's Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, we are going to discuss the sexy getting ready song.
0: Which is epic. Oh I will God. I will say right at the start that I did not watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I don't know if I ever will. But I loved this. It's hard to go back and watch something. It's hard. There's so sure. much content. Why there is there is. so much? Um, but your love of it is making me reconsider it. So I watched it and I, I loved it. It's really in my wheelhouse because I loved Flight of the Concords And it reminded me of that, that sort of like spoofing the things that we just accept as normal.
1: Yes. 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 So I picked it because of all, because I love the show. And so I found the show accidentally. It was on the CW.
0: Yes, it um, was.
1: But um, that isn't why, I mean, I watched CW shows. That wasn't <laughs> why. It was because one of my favorite singer songwriters was, um who's no longer with us uh which is sad and anytime somebody survives something awful my wife and i look at each other and go but adam died like we say that like and i know that's an awful thing to say that like this horrible person lived but like vladimir putin survived the fall down the stairs and shit in his pants but adam schlesinger died god damn it life is not fair it isn't but he was this thing he was one of the brains of one of my all-time favorite bands Fountains wayne and so when I heard he was going to do this show, I didn't know who Rachel mm. was at the time. And I was like, all right, give me that. And so that's how we found it. And then I was like, what is this yeah. brilliant thing? Um, and this is from the pilot. This is from the very oh, is first. It really? Yeah. Okay, so
0: I could have just watched that. But I, okay. I felt like I got the essence of the thing from this song. And speaking of great people who died. Nipsey Hussle, who makes Nipsey Hussle also. I know. Video, which when I watched it, I was like, man. I know. I was just like, son of a bitch. Yeah, because he did so many wonderful things for Los Angeles and Inglewood. And and he's great in this. So
1: perfectly cast. I mean, like when he shows up too and you're ready for it, there's when he shows up and Rachel, as Rachel, who's Rebecca in the show, her name is Rachel Bloom. And on the show, she's Rebecca Bunch. Rebecca's there. And she's like so excited, you can see her. Yeah. I'm sure like in her brain, she's like, How the fuck did we get him to do this for like yeah. eight seconds? Yeah. And he, if you're expecting like this dipsy hustle breakdown, yeah. the thing that yeah. you're expecting when the rapper shows up on the on this yeah. on the soul song, you're expecting it to be a thing. And he does like two lines and he stops. And it's and he's not a great actor, but he in the moment <laughs> gives it exactly what it needs. Yeah. We'll talk about the language that he uses, I'm sure. Um And why that's funny. But yeah, I just think it's this show, this song in particular from the pilot tells you everything. Like the opening song is like a Mary Tyler Moore thing where it tells you exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's, then there's a song about her coming to West Covina when she sings about West Covina and then you're like, Oh shit, this is a (laughs) musical show. And then this, so West Mm -hmm. Covina is, you know, that's where the show takes place. And then there's this. And so they are like, Oh my God. Is this yeah. and then you learn by like episodes two and three that no this is it. Every at first it's just Rebecca who sings, but by the end of the like second episode, other people start singing and you realize oh, West Covina is just magic. I've <laughs> never been to West Covina. Which, for,
0: for anyone who lives in Los Angeles, West Covina is not known for its magic. No, so it's a little bit like Scranton in the Office. <laughs> you know, it's uh, kind of got that vibe. Oh, nice. Rep. Yeah, um, yeah. So she obviously that was a deliberate choice, you know. Yes, they don't live in Malibu,
1: right? She's from this is her area. Like she said that she grew up in this part of Los, this part of California. With, um, I believe her exact words were, "I grew up, and every other guy I went to high school with was the Filipino dude, bro." And I thought yeah, the yeah. Filipino dude, bro, is never the romantic lead in a show, but the the romantic lead of her life. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, they should be, and so she just wanted to like pay a lo- pay homage to this place. But also like her love of musical theater and being a songwriter and all the things that she is, and so I think it's I think it's a brilliant show, and I think this particular video. I want my life to be a musical, Allison. I don't know if you do. So is
0: that why it speaks to you? So confession, unpopular opinion. I recently this is starting to change, but I don't like musicals. That's okay. And so this is something that I have talked about in therapy, Tony. Wow because it's like a visceral hate okay so it is connected to some things from when i was younger sure so it i don't actually hate me but it's like this and it became kind of almost part of my identity like that i didn't like them because i was a theater
1: major sure in college you should you and, had to be part of them
0: and it had a hugely popular and successful musical theater pro- program and in fact the guy I dated in college has been on broadway very successful musical theater actor So. um I have started to deconstruct this dislike. Sure. And I am starting to remember what I did like about musicals before I started to dislike them. So it's a, quite a journey. Sure. that I'm on. And so, no, I don't wish my life was a musical because I literally, I think the vulnerability of singing publicly was too much for me. No. I, see, I, I literally couldn't see a musical and not cry like really cry like lose my shit cry so then I just hated them because that was safer to just get hate them and so now I am starting to see musicals and I am just crying and I'm the weird lady who's crying and I'm okay with it but it is very vulnerable it so. is
1: it, it absolutely is and so I will say several things about that first of all thank you for sharing that I think that's <laughs> I get it though there are certain songs I'm happy to admit that when I've seen Sarah borellis live and seen Ben Fold's mm-hmm. live, not together, but that would be the show. Um, but whenever it's she's very gen X of you. Oh my God, I love them both so much. But <laughs> when Sarah Borella sings I choose you, I mm-hmm. almost always cry, even when I'm just listening to it on the radio. And when Ben Fold sings The Luckiest, I'm a fucking puddle. Mm-hmm. And so I understand that there are just and there's and I don't know if you've saw the movie About Time, which is also with like a gut punch of a movie, a Richard Curtis film. He, oh, redid yeah. the, he redid The Luckiest and it's the score of the film. So the whole movie is just like playing in the background. And like Lee and I saw this at the theater and at the end I am like clutching the seats trying mm-hmm. not to like hyperventilate cry in the movie theater. So I hear you. I hear how music does that to us. I get it.
0: Especially musicals.
1: Right. Because they're singing to you and this is why yes. I want my life to be a musical. Is it because mm-hmm. I want everybody else to hear me? Because it's always a soliloquy. Yes, every musical number. Now I just watched *American in Paris*, which is garbage, by the way. Sorry, AFI, that movie sucks balls. And I, because the one <laughs> thing I noticed in that movie, I have is seen that movie. It's bad. It's yeah. objectively it's terrible. disappointing. It's very it disappointing because
0: of the screenplay. expectations associated with it.
1: Yes, it's Gene Kelly. It's anyway. It's about I him know. gaslighting a teenager. It's terrible. <laughs>
0: um, that is it doesn't. I, it does not age well. Just oh say out loud it does not age well. And I know it's not su- charming, it's the crime.
1: He's supposed to only be like a 23-year-old fresh out of the arm, but and he's not. We're not buying it. No. Not, anyway, so the thing in that movie though, there were several times when they're singing when everybody stops and watches. And I was like, no, no, no. The reason I want my life to be musical because everybody joins in and then it's over and they've forgotten it happened. So you mm-hmm. have this opportunity, like, and, and I and I know I'm gonna use the wrong person because he's the villain, but the reason that Iago's the part you want to play if you're going to do Shakespeare's because he says all the dirty stuff out loud. He says all the dirty inside stuff outside to no one. Like he tells you to the audience, I'm evil. I'm an evil bastard. Evil, evil, evil. And then nobody, and people are walking around like Othello's right there and he doesn't hear him and yeah. he's saying all this nasty shit. So that must be a fun role to play to say all the inside stuff outside. So I think that's why I want my life to be a musical because I can confess all the things that I can't and I think it's safe. I hear what Mm. you're saying. It's vulnerable, but I've always read it as safe. Mm. I can say these things. I've got backup dancers. I've got support. People think I'm awesome and then it's over and nobody knows it (laughs) happened.
0: I love that take on it. That will give me a different perspective. I don't necessarily think it's vulnerable for the performer. It's vulnerable for me
1: sure as an audience member I mean I think
0: it's honorable for the performer too but like they're professionals and they know what they're doing right um you know for me it's just I felt like just yeah because I am a crier which anybody who knows me knows about me but part well really all my life but particularly in college I would lose it and not really be able to bring it back because I was just out of my home for the first time and i was dealing with a lot of shit um but on the outside i was like sorority girl happy whatever um and so i had to be tactical about what i could engage with and what i couldn't engage with and for example i went to forrest gump big fucking mistake on a date Um,
1: oh yeah that's a crying you're like jenny just died of aids why does everybody (laughs) think this movie's good
0: i was a basket case oh my god so um yeah we didn't go on another date so because he was like oh shit you know she's uh got some things going on sure that does not make her a fun hang so (laughs) does
1: not make her a fun hang
0: yeah um so i now that we've really deconstructed my relationship to musicals which is essential in this conversation it is um so you identify with the show because you would like your life to be musical because you would like to share all the inside things with a support group correct that is your dancers and backup
1: they are in the backup i love so much yeah um
0: and this song you're a dude but you still found this very because it speaks to you right like the part where the guy is getting ready
1: (laughs) greg and it's funny too because she sings the song to josh she's like hey josh but that's greg she's going out with so mm-hmm. it's not even Josh that she's going out with. And so that's spectacular. Yeah. And um yeah, and he's just asleep. And I and it is very true. It's like he's dressed in what he's wearing. He's even got his boots on, asleep on the couch. Like yeah. if you check, Greg's asleep on the couch. And Santonio, Fontana, Tony Award winner, his voice is spectacular as the show goes on. He sings some bangers. Um and he leaves the show to go win a Tony. So yes. um yes, as he's amazing. Uh uh, but he um It's so great because it is absolutely true, and the and the I am a feminist. I am an unapologetic feminist. I have always been. God damn it! For sure, not a dirty word, everyone. It is not. It is not. And 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 what I love about this show is that it is acknowledging the bullshit. And here's the thing. And I'm not. And I know he's a douche. The person I'm about to quote is a total asshole. First, I
0: go now. Who? Who are you quoting now?
1: I'm good. About to quote somebody, Van Morrison. (laughs) Um, There's a line that yes. then he's the worst. Human Again, being. hasn't aged well. But the line in Wild Nights well. is he's not, he's, you then historically you look back and like, oh, he was just always an idiot. But what a But, but some great lyrics. He wrote, all the girls go out dressed up for each other in Wild yeah. Nights. That's the yeah. line. And as a dude who knew at a very, very young age that he was into girls, it was a young man seeing Donna Reed fall in the pool and it's a wonderful life. I was like, six seven and i was like what is happening i want that for real wow never thought girls were gross donna reed donna reed was my sexual awakening i mean donna
0: reed is honestly perfection she's lovely oh my
1: god it's sometimes distracting in that movie right it's like you're trying to like care about jimmy stewart over here but you're (laughs) like she like and they and Kepra shot her in a way too Uh uh-huh i think he also thought she was lovely well right so a young me knew at a young age I like girls. So, like, it didn't matter what they looked like. Like, girls. I liked them. Right. A-plus girls. So, like, right. this whole idea that you have to do all this stuff to get the boys to like you as a boy who liked the girls, I was like, mm. I don't need that. So I never understood. Th- I never understood I also
0: it. love this, Tony. This is so <laughs> great. Because I realized fairly early what you're saying. I yeah. didn't attribute it to Van Morrison. I just attribute it to my brain. Sure. Which smart. Is, yeah. I'm not doing all this. You don't need to. I, I'm not doing all this. I don't want a guy who does it, you know, because it's now much more common that guys do a lot more work to get ready. Sure. Than it once the manscaping. Was. I think yes. It's called. Yeah. But there was like still some dudes who spent like a decent amount of time on their whole look. Sure. And I was like, nope, not for me. Um, so I I I pull I kind of withdrew from it pretty early on because I was like these guys want to have sex with girls they do I am not a rocket scientist but I know this fact
1: yeah and it's
0: uh, I also want to have sex with these
1: guys right. so why are we making it so hard why do we have to make it so hard right and then here's the other thing too and I want to acknowledge that it, there are. One of our kids is very – she won't even, like, roll out of bed without putting on makeup. You go, yeah. girl. That's totally fine. Right. It's, no, it's, it's a yeah. super personal choice. And I think, like, when you do what you do, if you want to get up every morning and go through a routine and put yeah. on your makeup and do your hair, that's awesome because that's that's about you and it's yes. about you. And there is a difference. And I feel like what this video and the way it shot, because when they cut to her and she's already made up and she's got the eyeliner on and the hot, yeah. sexy dancers, and she looks spectacular. But there's not – a blemish there's not you don't even see a pore. and then when they cut to the other scenes where she's in the bathroom and she's tweezing <laughs> and it's really bad lighting and she still looks good it's not like she looks yes. ugly there but they're going out of their way to say like here's what Rachel Bloom really looks like Rebecca Bunch looks like and then over here is this thing and these are both fine things but the dude when Nipsey Hustle shows up he doesn't care no He wasn't interested. It didn't matter. And then he was like, oh, this patriarchal bullshit. The line where he says, I got to go apologize to some bitches, I think is also (laughs) right on the nose for him to still say that and for him to read that line the way that he did and acknowledge the double whammy, triple whammy of this man still in this very hardcore feminist show. Yeah. Still then looking at the woman who wrote the line. She wrote that line for him to say to her, I got to go apologize to some bitches. Oh, my god what again a deconstruction of the rap sold combo yeah. of course because every song on crazy ex-girlfriend is deconstructing something so like right. when paula sings her first song face your fears and it's this big power ballad of like you can do it and everybody get out there and she's like run with scissors don't run from fire punch a bear like all these things in her song it's like always deconstructing everything so i love all that because i'm a deconstructionist and i think that's fun but also it's because i just think Rachel is acknowledging in the making of this, everything that you just said. It's like, Greg, and especially as the show goes on and you meet Greg, Greg's totally just into Rebecca.
0: Right. He's Which is not what in. you want. Right. And yeah. I think for me, that was kind of the realization I had. Like, yeah. I don't want a guy who's into a version of myself that is not me. Right. So I can do all this work, like, once, maybe twice. But, like, let's be real. I can't keep this shit up. <laughs> so I need to have... I need to have a man in my life who loves me the way that I like to look.
1: Right. And if the way that you like to look is I want to wear this much makeup, right. great. great. If I want to wear no makeup, great. If I want to wear great. all the makeup, great. And, and you know, my wife, it depends on the day. Right. But she has a routine that she likes to do in the morning and she does it. And she likes, and it's great. And she looks, I'm just as happy when she went first thing in the morning. I think she looks great all the time. I'm a big fan of her. And so right. it doesn't, she could be wearing a parka. I think she looks great. She could be wearing the, right. you know, this the little black dress. I think she looks great. She just looks great. She's my person. I love her. I think she always looks great. But I also was a believer as a young man that's like, all right, you know, like a sexy, sweaty athlete, cool, whatever. What if if you're if I'm into you as the person, it really doesn't matter if you're coming off the soccer pitch or the basketball or you know, agreed. You just and coming if out
0: somebody of- you love is doing something they love, that is sexy.
1: That is like so I don't sexy. care
0: yeah. what like they're wearing and i say this to cody because he'll be like what do you think of my hair what do you think of whatever and i'm like i'm useless I, you look good you look great i yeah. don't really like care right you know it's uh, so and you want someone like that yeah yeah like it's, that's it's, what you want and it you, is what you want to give that yes in a relationship because the reality is shit is going to get real it's, like maybe not this week or this month but it is the blood.
1: Want- listen <laughs>
0: <laughs> the aspl- so much ass blood it took me a little bit out of it because i have been waxed Oof. and i was like come on that's too much ass and it
1: stays on the tub the whole time <laughs> yes it does it doesn't. it's choose- just
0: there like you know a siren, like a song that's like hey it's, hey there it is. is what
1: i did this is for you Wait, huh? and again I've never asked. I'll be honest. It's not a conversation my wife I've never me. asked. I, I don't care to know. I don't need to know. It's not a thing I need to know. So it's like, it's just one of those things where I, I love this song for all the reasons. And I do think it sets the tone for the show. But I think it is. I think there are more of us, more Gregs in the world who care about that stuff. And Josh, what you learn about Josh throughout the show is he's definitely a guy who wants his girlfriend to look a certain way or be a certain way. And it takes a long time for him to, you know, to not to come around and grow and get through this stuff. Cause there's those dudes too, right? There's the dudes who have to look a certain way and whatever. There's a song in like season three where it's called fit, hot guys have feelings too. And three, like totally jacked gym rat guys are dancing at a male at a gay strip club. And it is spectacular, by the way, the whole scene Mm -hmm. is amazing, but they even do a thing where they have to like ugly cry. And there's this comment and it's like the companion piece to this song is the fit, hot guy have feelings too. And it's in season four. And it is really funny. Um, And that's what the show constantly does. And this sets the tone. And it's like, if you don't like this, do not watch this show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is what you, what is the goal in media is to tell us what it is so we can let, so we know, so we can make a choice. And that is sort of some of my frustrations with some of the media that's out there right now. It feels Mm. kind of mid, like it's not making a choice because it's just trying to get me to not turn it off.
1: Oh, instead of right, okay, and you know it's. I'm so that's so amazing because you know the stuff I love is the stuff that is usually cancelled. If this weren't on the CW, it would have not made it. Right. Showtime passed on it. The reason the, the first episodes are more highly produced is because they were making it for Showtime.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. And it was supposed to be so like all the swearing and everything because it was on network TV. So they had to mm-hmm. bleep that stuff. And they still recorded the ones with swearing for the soundtracks. Mm-hmm. But but the original plan was going to be on cable. And so they were going to get away with anything. And then they were like, eh, nobody's going to pay for this. So they're like CW is like, we'll put it out for free and no one will watch it. <laughs> Um, It was the lowest rated network show all four years that yes, it was on. I, and yet I it won that. two Emmys yeah. and a Golden Globe. It's mm-hmm. so good. But like the shows I like like that, Mr. Robot, like the shows that I'm pretty sure are going to be canceled. I don't go into them thinking they're going to be canceled. Like I love Abbott Elementary and it's everybody's favorite show. So yes. that's great. Thank you yes. for existing Abbott Elementary. It's yes. brilliant. But for the most part, that's still a show about outsiders. Yes. It's still making a very specific choice about what it is. It's having a conversation about race, class and gender in yes. the world right now. Um it's amazing that it keeps that people are watching it. Honestly, every time I, know, I watch I'm,
0: it, I'm very surprised. I'm like, wow, okay, cool.
1: Like this is, is so not good. what you
0: think, yeah, <laughs> that people would tune in for. But it's got such a big heart and I think that really helps. Like it is oh. it is having those conversations, but it does not feel like agendified. You know, there is a big oh. heart at the center of it. Like she's so great. Yeah, you know, and that and it, and it just kind of emanates out of her and, and it goes out into the you know bleeds that's not the verb I want but it does do that you know yeah. into the show like it just touches everything this sort of like just like her character
1: yeah we know that's make a good the world point. a
0: better place we can't you're right
1: we can't, but it has a point. You're right. All of God, you're so. See, this is why I love talking to you. You're so right about that. I couldn't figure out what was, how was this show allowed to exist? Why are other people watching it? Like, I don't understand. So yeah, I'm with you. I love a show that has a point of view. And it, even if I don't want, like everyone's like, oh, watch ghosts. And I was, it's so funny. I'm like, eh. and then there's like nine ghost shows on now. And there's that. and all the NCIS is great. I love that people love those, but that is just a show. To exist, I want a show to say something and do something and make me feel away, even if it makes me mad. Yeah. That's okay if I get why it's making me mad. Not that it's offending me. I'm not going to watch right. the Ron DeSantis show. I already have to live with that every day, you know, but it's like <laughs> the, the whatever. So I feel like this show is so smart. And I hear what you're saying, but keep in mind seasons two and three are only 13 episodes. So it's not as big of a lift as it feels because the second and third season are short. Okay.
0: I will keep that in mind. And I'm, I'm, I am reexamining, as I said at the beginning, my my relationship to musicals. And I think, you know, it's great as we age, as we evolve to like, take some of these beliefs out and really look at them. Yeah. Like, why do I feel so strongly about this? Weird. It is weird, but it's okay. (laughs) And I want to understand it and myself (laughs) better. And so it's been, it's been good for me, actually. Like these things that we just are these things that I like we, say, oh, I don't yeah. I like I, you know, it's like, okay, but what's that really about? So it is time for us to wrap up. Of course. Moni, Um, do you have any like last thoughts or anything you want to say, or you just want to tell us where to find you and about uh, your amazing I'll, book that's coming uh, out? Or what do you wanna say?
1: Thank you. I'll say two things. I'll say seriously, I would give this show is brilliant and it deserves all the love. So if you get a chance, it's I think it's all on Netflix or whatever. So it's it's an easy watch, but it is it's, it sings to me, um, and mm-hmm. so hopefully you'll find something. In uh, Rachel goes on a mental health journey, and it is a beautiful show about mental health. And so that's why it is not called My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's just called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend because it is a comment mm-hmm. on her own mental health journey. And I just think in, in this song where there's songs about – there's a song called The Very First Penis I Saw. All those things happen on the show, but it is this lovely mental health journey. So I love it. Um, so ARFarina.com is the best place to get me. Yes, I have a book that comes out on May 29th. It is called Welcome to Mansfield. It's the first of six love letters to Jane Austen. You've read it. I've heard you liked have, it, which is very I nice. It. I appreciate I that. I
0: loved yes. it. I look forward, even though I have read it, to pre-ordering my hard copy. Thank you. Uh, That'll it, be
1: coming soon. I got the pre-order link well, out the universe, by the time and then it comes turns out, out it'll be out there. It'll yeah. be out
0: there. I, the book, maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah. know when. Let's talk to to Rhea Rhea. and get back to you when it's coming (laughs) out. Um, But thank you, Tony, for joining Uh, me. I always appreciate having conversations with you because you love things so deeply. And if anyone ever wonders, like I have conversations like this with writers all the time, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? This is why. Because that quote, You're going to, your piece is going to fill something that's missing in somebody else, you know, like keep creating, so. being out in the world because it matters. All this stuff matters and it makes our lives full. So thank you for sharing some of your passion with us, Tony. It's so
1: delightful. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I loved it.
0: Yes. Thank you everyone. Like. Subscribe, review, whatever I'm supposed to say here at the end. If you liked it, which you did if you made it to this point, do something positive more, to, enc- say, to encourage What us. you do is you
1: say more on FEMON. It's the best show. Whatever There's got to be podcast awards. We need 2023 to be the year that FEMON wins whatever the podcast really, like, Oscars think big. Are. think big. Think big. Uh-huh. I'm going to think big. It's my like favorite it. new, new show of 2023. It's FEMON.
0: Oh. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, everyone, for listening.